We're back. We're back. <laughs> Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Whatever. All the holidays we missed. We have not put out an episode since mid-December. So it's been a little before while. Christmas? It was before Christmas for it sure. It was before Christmas. Yeah. So Yeah. Merry whatever you celebrate. Happy twenty twenty three. I hope it's going well. I guess Valentine's Day will have passed by the time this comes out, so happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, just barely, but it will have passed. Happy when's President's Day? Uh that's soon. I actually think it's my birthday this year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, happy President's Day and happy Abigail's birthday yeah, to all of you. Yep, I'll have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it's my birthday this year. So sometimes I get my birthday off when yeah, I was Yeah, because your birthday's on a Monday, right? Yeah. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Wow. President's ha- Day, Abigail's birthday. Happy birthday to me and the presidents, all of them. <laughs> all, all, <laughs> all 46. Six? Yeah, yeah, 46. All 46 of them. Wow. But, wouldn't it be nice if we got President's Day as a holiday? It would, wouldn't it? I could, <laughs> but we don't. No. Uh, Abigail, what have what have you been up to the past six weeks, two months ish? Yeah, yeah. Um, as we announced on the last episode, which thank you all for letting us take a little hiatus. It has been nice to take a little reset. So this yeah. is season two. Season two. <laughs> yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna count it like that, which yeah. we kind of are, but. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, the big news was, as we announced, I got engaged. Right. Which was very cool and fun. Um, and and I, we just, today, as we sit here, got back from a trip to Houston, where Abigail's mom lives, to buy her wedding dress. Yes. I picked my wedding dress. Yesterday. Yes. With uh, Katie went with me, of course, and my sister was in town from where she lives in Kansas City, which was great. And so we and my mom... And my grandmother all went and dress shopping, and I found my wedding dress. Which it was is, a good time. It was wild. It's I can't believe we found it, but we did. And now I almost feel sad it's over. I know. Like you got other stuff to do. I know, but like this was the thing I was really looking forward to. It was yeah. like, and then also it turned out to be kind of stressful too. So I guess I am glad it's over. Yeah, but you tried on like a whole bunch of them too. So it's not like you didn't get that. That's true too. But but yeah, what else happened? Um. What did we do? I, I, I feel like those are the big things. Uh, I got engaged. I found my wedding dress. I asked my sister to be my maid of honor. I asked Katie to be my matron of honor. Oh, yeah, that happened. That happened. That's a big update in Katie's life. Yeah, she the gets- big update in my life is that I'm Abigail's matron of honor, which I I have a bit of like an identity problem with the word matron. I thought this would come up, but I didn't have a solution for right. it. So. I, like, I'm aware that that's what it is called. Right. But I but I am 31 years old. It is very funny too because I remember like last summer I was having a conversation with somebody at my apartment pool and I was like, "Oh, my sister's a little younger than I am. Obviously, she's going to be my maid of honor when I get married, but like it'd be really great if I can also ask my friend Katie to do it and like, you know, also cuz she means a lot to me anyway, but also like assist Hannah with everything too." And she was like, "Oh, well Katie can be your matron of honor." And I was like, Wait, what? Yeah, it's a I thing. have that option. Oh, okay. But yes, matron does sound. I know. Old. I know. Because you say matronly to describe things that are like frumpy. Yeah. I don't. If you can think of a glamorous way. Uh, <laughs> Hannah and I are just co-maids of honor. Yeah, I have a problem with the word matron, but I'm very happy to be one. Yes. Um. Sorry, you're married, so it has to. That's the name that you get. I'm just glad I get a better title than Bridesmaid. So I'll take it. That was the whole point. I was like, I got to promote her somehow. She can't 
She's not she's not a maiden anymore. Right. And also Hannah needs her own special designation as your sister anyway. Exactly. So So I can't make head maid of honor and then <laughs> a second assistant. assistant to the maid of honor. <laughs> so yeah, Hannah and Katie are splitting their duties beautifully. It's working out very well. Yeah, it, it works out really well since I'm here, so mm-hmm. I can handle a lot of the here stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, Hannah and Katie have become BFFs now, too. BFFs, yeah. So yeah, she's, I feel like I'm a third sister. Yeah, she's friends without me, or they're friends without me now. Yes. Hello, Hannah, if you're listening. Yeah. Hi, let's, Hannah. Let's, we Shout now, out to Hannah. We now have a, a, a shared iPhone note that I started yesterday to make <laughs> plans regarding you. <laughs> I love that. Aw. It has one thing in it, but, wow. but I assume it will have more. I love that. <laughs> that has been such a joy, though, to watch like you and Hannah get to know each other and like become friends. Not that I thought anything different would happen, but... It has been very nice. You know, that's one of my favorite things about the amount of, like, friends' weddings that I've been involved in is getting to know, like, their families in different Mm -hmm. ways and, like, kind of feeling like I'm part of another family for, like, even if it's, like, a brief period of time. Aww. You know? Because that's always been the case with my... Like, I was in... The first wedding that I was in, I think, was... Other than being like a like a flower girl or whatever, but the right. first wedding I was in, like as a bridesmaid, was like my college roommate's wedding, and she got married when we were like maybe like a year or two out of college, like we were young. Mm-hmm. So that was a long time ago. It was like eight or nine years ago. Um, but I like obviously knew her parents, but I didn't know like extended family and like you know, and so right. getting to like be there in that room with her with like getting ready with like her mom and whatever it was just you just get to know people's families in a different way than when mm. they're just your friend's mom yeah you know um and that's that's the fun part yeah that is i have not been in a lot of weddings i i've never been bridesmaid in a wedding yeah except for my aunt's wedding but i was a junior bridesmaid so i was 12 but I have not been like in a wedding properly as an adult because my friend Anna, when she got married, she had a very, very small wedding because it was during COVID. So I was like an, like one of the very few guests, but right. she didn't have a bridal party. Right. And then my other friends who have, are around my age who have gotten married, I was like not in the wedding party. Yeah. And, so- and like you and I were like close by the time I got married, but mm-hmm. I also had a pandemic wedding mm-hmm. and we weren't close enough really by the time that I would have like asked you to be mm-hmm. in it you yeah. know what I mean like by the time I got married it was like why didn't I ask Abigail but we weren't like yeah quite there yet right exactly yeah but I got to host the wedding after party so you did that was a good time yeah it was a good time so I feel when I look back on your wedding I do still feel like an honorary wedding party member. yeah you were involved like you got to like see me before and stuff mm-hmm. so you yeah. know it was kind of and I didn't have a real wedding party either anyway, so. Yeah. Of not being part of your wedding party, I wasn't in formal portraits, and right. I wasn't there, like, Which when you fine. got ready. So that yeah. was, like, it. Which is also fine. Yeah. It was a great wedding. Yeah. Anything else interesting happened to you over? I don't think so. Ryan and I did dry January, which was a, a fun and interesting life experience. hmm And I'm kind of maintaining the, like, lower... I mean, we drank a lot yesterday, but that was because we were, like, you know, wedding dress appointment, champagne. Yeah, they were just throwing champagne down our throats. Right. But I'm kind of sticking with the lower alcohol lifestyle, and it turns out I feel good. Doesn't so. that suck? Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like eating better and stuff. It's so boring. Right. But I feel really good. I'm sleeping really well. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say the same for myself. That's fine though. I'm yeah. not a I'm not a New Year's resolution girly, so um yeah, nothing really that exciting happened to me. Mm. Now I don't think. The exciting thing is you're back on this podcast. Yeah. I read a lot of books. I did read a lot. Yeah. For next episode, we're going to talk a lot about the books that we read over our hiatus and yeah. some other things. Do a little catch up. Yeah. I read a lot of books that were like not romance novels mm-hmm. just for like a brain break. Mm-hmm. And it was good. I... But now I'm back on my bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> back on the romance bullshit. But yeah, we're excited to be back. Unfortunately, our release schedule um, did not allow this to come out on Valentine's Day, so... It's the day after. Yeah, but hopefully you like went on a fun Valentine's date or something with your partner or a friend or alone or whatever. Um, And you're just like feeling the good vibes because, well, we're going to bring it down because this book was fucking sad. (laughs) It was. Yeah. So we're talking about the no show, which (laughs) so I'm thinking about it. Um, and the other day you like posted the book announcement on Instagram and obviously we hadn't read the book yet, but you said something cute in the caption about like our episode comes out around Valentine's Day. So we wanted a book about Valentine's Day, which you're not wrong, but the reason it's about Valentine's (laughs) Day is a really sad reason. So, you know, uh, this is the warning that if you have not read this book and you're planning to probably don't listen to this episode because Unlike lots of romances, there's a twist. Yeah, this is not your like typical predictable ending yeah. romance. So this is one that if you have any interest in reading this book, just turn us off and come back later Yes, when you've read it. So, yeah, we've got The No Show by Beth O'Leary. Would you like to read the burb? Blurp. Burb. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard not to crack up at that. Okay, here's the blurb, or as Abigail said, burb. (laughs) Katie, would you like to read the blurb for The No Show (laughs) by Beth (laughs) O'Leary? Yes, I would. Okay. Siobhan is a quick-tempered life coach with way too much on her plate. Miranda is a tree surgeon, (laughs) LOL, used to being treated as just one of the guys on the job. Jane is a soft-spoken volunteer for the local charity shop with zero sense of self-worth. These three women are strangers who have only one thing in common. They've all been stood up on the same day, the very worst day to be stood up, Valentine's Day. And unbeknownst to them, they've all been stood up by the same man. Once they've each forgiven him for standing them up, they are all in serious danger of falling in love with a man who may have not just one or two, but three women on the go. Is there more to him than meets the eye? Where was he on Valentine's Day? And will they each untangle the truth before they all get their hearts broken? I did not read this blurb before we read the book. Did you? I read it. So I bought this book in, I want to say, October? It came out in April of 2022. Right. And I bought it in the fall with you when we went and visited Vintage Wine and Books. And I had read the first 40 pages, I think, when I first bought it. And it, I was just like not in the mood where it was really holding my attention. And I really liked the other Beth O'Leary books I've read. So I knew I needed to give this one a little bit more brain space. So I put it down and picked up something silly instead. Um, and then when we were talking about what we wanted our book back to be, I remembered this one because it's based on Valentine's Day and we were always going to come back around Valentine's Day. And so when I picked it back up again, I did not read the back this time. So I definitely mm-hmm. forgotten 
Like I knew the premise still that all three women had been stood up on Valentine's Day by the same guy. But I think the first round when I read it, I just got to the point where all of them had been stood up. And I think two of the three had gotten like their apologies from him when I put it back down. Gotcha. Yeah, I have not read any Beth O'Leary. I have the flat share somewhere mm-hmm. in this house because um, I got it like at half price books or something like that. Right. But I hadn't I haven't read it yet. Um, but I know you like Beth O'Leary. And then I saw this book a bunch on TikTok last year, mm-hmm. specifically from the woman who runs the like Swifty book club mm, Instagram yes. or uh, TikTok and Instagram account. Um and she like c- could not talk about this book enough. Like I swear, like every third TikTok I saw from her had the cover of this book in it. Yeah. So I was like, okay. But I went in, like even when you said you wanted to do it for our first episode back, I was I still didn't even mm-hmm. I didn't even read it. I was just like, download. Okay, like let's Great. go. Yeah. Um. So I knew nothing. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> so. We're going to talk about this one a little bit differently than we have our other books. The format is... The format is interesting. Yeah, yeah. So so like the blurb said, it revolves around these three women, mm-hmm. um, which, again, I didn't read the blurb, so I didn't even know. Okay. So like in my early notes from this book, I see like the first... I think the first perspective we get is Siobhan's, right? Yes. Um, And then... So we like get, and so I saw the name above the chapter and I was like, oh, it's like a dual perspective. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I thought it was going to be like her and him. Right. And then I saw Miranda and I Suddenly. was like, okay, there's two women. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Jane's and I literally wrote in my notes, like how many fucking women are in this book? <laughs> Never ending women. Yeah. Just a whole parade of women. Yeah. So like that was really disorienting for me at first, but it made it kind of fun because... I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So where the book starts, it starts on Valentine's Day. And we have the first perspective from Siobhan, who is meeting Joseph for a breakfast date. And simply, you know, he stands her up. We kind of just meet each woman at the date that he's supposed to be at. And yeah, Siobhan's is very simple. She's at the breakfast cafe. He doesn't show up. She's really pissed off. I did like Siobhan like pretty immediately where she was like, really? I kind of did. I, d- I liked her at, I liked her in the beginning because I like like a boss bitch character. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this is a little too much for me. And then I liked her again. She's very high strung. Yeah. She's very high strung. Yeah. She's like a life coach. I- but not in the cringy way of that term. She's like more th- like a th- therapist. But she's but, also kind of an influencer. Yeah. They don't really get into it too much. And I just kind of forgot about it and just like tucked it away of like, all right, this is a fact about her that frankly, I don't really care what she does. For yeah, work. I think it's like influencer, life coach, motivational speaker, public figure. Empowerer. I yeah. think they say at some point, which did make me cringe. Yeah. But I mean, just the, the phrase life coaches. Uh, like it sounded in the book like. It sounded like she was, like, really, really valuable mm-hmm. to her, like, clients or whatever. But the the phrase life coach is so cringe. Yeah, it's not great. But her reaction to being stood up is that she's mad. And yeah. that she's like, uh, how dare he? Why am I putting up with this? And she just, like, 
gets up and leaves. Do you want to know the reason she annoyed me at first is there's this line in that first chapter with her that's like she's like talking about how she got regular milk instead of oat milk in her latte or whatever and the the book is like she's only vegan when she's in a good mood and i'm like that doesn't make any fucking sense oh yeah like oat milk just tastes better like that's not it should always be oat milk like it just tastes better i if drinking regular milk why would i do that in a bad mood it puts me in more of a bad mood right because i feel gross right exactly oat milk is every mood right Yes, I did trip up on that where I was like, what is she talking about? I know. That was the part I was like, okay, she's annoying. I'm out. (laughs) I did get annoyed when she yelled at the guy for spilling on her dress. And then in the book, it's like she spent five minutes like dressing him down. And I'm like, okay, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. These were all the reasons that I was like, ugh. I was endeared to her, though, because she is very high strung. Yeah. So, you know, and I appreciated that she was mad. Right. About being stood up and didn't, I don't know. And wasn't like sad. Yeah. Whereas Miranda, our next character that we get introduced to, was more on the sad, confused, yes, hurt side of things. So we, Miranda's a tree surgeon. Yeah, which I did not understand what that meant until later in the book where they're like, we don't call them lumberjacks here. They're tree surgeons. Right. Because I was like, why is she in a tree? <laughs> yeah, the first where we meet her first is she's literally in a tree. At yeah. her job. I wrote, in my notes, I wrote, Miranda prunes trees for a living, four question marks. That's a rom-com first. Yeah. Which is <laughs> true. That's the first time we've seen that job. I can't imagine we'll meet another tree surgeon, but... At least probably not another female tree surgeon, I would Pro- imagine. Probably not. I feel certain we'll come across a lumberjack. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess <laughs> if we're calling them lumberjacks and not tree surgeons, then definitely a lumberjack. There's, yeah. There's no way we won't see another lumberjack. But female tree surgeon. Although there's almost one in Kiss Her Once for Me. True. When they're chopping wood in the back. That's true. So. Yeah, so Miranda's a tree surgeon and she works with all these dudes. So she has this like, you wrote kind of one of the guys, which I think is appropriate. Yeah, like, I don't don't think they played it off as being super annoying, but she works with a bunch of guys. They kind of just like tease each other. They, I don't know, they just, they have a good, decent like working relationship where Mm -hmm. they're Slightly protective of her, but, like, not too much. I don't know. They've just been working together for a while, climbing trees and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And so so important to note that Siobhan, in the first chapter, if you will, was stood up by a guy who she's been, like, sleeping with. Yes. Um, Miranda is also stood up on Valentine's Day for lunch, like a fancy lunch, mm-hmm. with her by her boyfriend. Or, like, I don't know if he's quite her boyfriend by that part, but they've been, like, dating for a while. Yes. it's This is not just like a casual hookup. They've been dating. And Miranda also works with a, a very hot lumberjack man named AJ who keeps coming on to her yes. in a way that is like not creepy, but endearing and kind of just part of the whole like jokey vibe of, of this the, little friend group. Their camaraderie in their trees. Yeah. Yeah. The camaraderie in the trees. Yeah. And then we meet Jane. Um who works slash works for free in a charity shop Mm -hmm. with an adorable old gay man. Yes. Named Mortimer. Mortimer. (laughs) I know. I love him. Um, And she's just like really low key, shy, quiet. She has very like specific routines. You can, she's like a very sad, lonely person, Mm -hmm. but she's very quiet too. And she doesn't really want to let anyone in. And we meet her where she gets stood up at an engagement party where 
the guy is just her friend mm-hmm. and was going to be her fake boyfriend for the evening because she didn't have anyone else to go with. Right. So, and she's very, I mean, she's sad too, but she's more like, well, that's what I get for like trusting somebody. Yeah, to, it's more, she feels stupid. Yeah, yeah. So we've got Siobhan who's angry, Miranda who feels hurt, and then Jane who who is stupid. just like one more thing on my list of fuck ups yeah. basically is her kind of thought process. Almost acceptance or but also like okay, well that was my chance for him I guess, whatever. Right. And then also like I think she is just kind of still in this downward spiral of like bad things keep happening to me because I deserve them, so she's just like kind of yeah, at this really low point. Exactly. And she's kind of like, this is why I don't put myself out there and get out of my routine and go to stuff because yeah. shit like this happens. Exactly. Yeah. So these are our three women. And at this point I wrote, how many characters are in this book? <laughs> just just four main ones. Yeah. And then we went back to Siobhan and I was like, okay, so it's just the three. Yeah. So at this point in the book, it becomes obvious that these three women have all been stood up by the same man. Right. On Valentine's Day. Right. Because Siobhan refers to this man as Joseph, mm-hmm. Miranda refers to him as Carter, mm-hmm. and then Jane refers to him as Joseph, and that's when I was like, wait. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So what did you initially think was happening with Joseph slash Carter? Yeah, I thought he was a shithead. Like, I was like, this guy sucks. I, I thought this was going to be like a John Tucker must die kind of scenario. That's what I thought. Yeah. That they were all eventually going to like team up or sooner or later like team up and like take him down for a split second i was like is this the same guy who's just going by three different names like is this like a false identity sort of situation like how how spooky are we getting with this or whatever i thought that too that maybe he was like kind of running some kind of low-key scam yeah valentine's day scam for free meals but i was more just thinking like this guy is just a fucking shithead or something oh yeah i hated him right um so, I hated this book at first, and you wrote So Did I in, in our notes. Ooh, yes. And I felt bad again, because I was like, I suggested this book. <laughs> but you had finished before me, and you had told me you didn't like it at first, but then it turned around. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, so I didn't I didn't totally fuck up. Um, I slogged through the first like 60% of this book. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I feel like nothing's happening. I don't like any of these characters. They yeah. were all frustrating me for different reasons. Yeah. But I didn't like anybody for yeah. a long time. Like I didn't like any of the women. I liked like, all the side characters. I liked the side Big characters. fan of all the side characters. <laughs> big, big Mortimer fan here. Big, big fan Mort- of Aggie. Yeah, I love Aggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan of Miranda's dumb little sisters. Oh, I love them. <laughs> Yeah, Miranda lives with her two twin sisters. Who are 18. Yeah, Miranda's like in her mid-20s or something. So her little twin sisters are just like trying to figure out life. And like mooching off of her and being like asshole 18-year-olds. It's hilarious. It's very cute. Yeah, in real life, I'm sure the situation is annoying, but they were great. Yeah, and Siobhan has a really good friend, Fiona, who I Mm -hmm. also like, who's just kind of her like right-hand man. Yeah. It's very sweet. Yeah, all the side characters, great. But yeah, I hated Joseph slash Carter. I hated him so much. Mm-hmm. I was getting so angry with mm-hmm. everybody in this book of just like, one, why aren't you talking to each other? And two, like, Joseph, why are you such a shithead? Like, I was getting mad. Yeah. And like the thing that kept me, well, so I think this would have, if we weren't reading this book for the podcast, I would have stopped reading. Like, I would have put it down. I wouldn't have finished it. Oh, I think I probably would have done the same. And I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah, me too. 
But um, yeah, but but I was, I think I would have put it down, but about like so it was like around twenty five percent or so, like a mm-hmm. quarter of the way in that I was like really like oh god I gotta get through the rest of this man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was somewhere between that like twenty five and like fifty or sixty percent mark that like Joseph was acting just shady enough around. Like, when all of the women were, like, pressing him about, like, what happened on Valentine's Day, what happened on Valentine's Day, and he was being so shady about it, that it had me still just interested enough to be, like, well, I just really want to find out what happened. Mm -hmm. Like, and, like, what happened, like, why didn't he show up on Valentine's Day? Like, I'm still really interested to know. So I'm saying that I probably would have DNF'd it, but, like, maybe I would have been curious enough to keep going. I, I don't know. I knew enough about this book that there was a twist, but that was kind of all I knew. And so I didn't really have any idea where it was going. Like the further I got into the book, even less of an idea I had of where it was going. Like I thought maybe initially I was like, maybe he's, yeah, maybe he's a con man or something like that. And then it was going to be like a John Tugger must die situation. Yeah. But, But yeah, this, you know, we kind of throughout the book hop around each woman's perspective. Um, you know, from Siobhan and Jane and Miranda. And yeah, I don't know. I was getting mad at all of them. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a point, I guess somewhere in the first half of this book where Siobhan has a pregnancy scare with Joseph. Yes. And Siobhan has some like baggage from a previous relationship. She had gotten pregnant and the guy like bounced mm-hmm. and then she lost the baby. And so she has this like, panic attack about it and this like anxiety meltdown and her friend fiona is like really wonderful and kind Mm -hmm. to her and like puts her in the bath i know gosh (laughs) which is so nice and that was kind of a point that i was like i want to say it was probably around like 35 or 40 percent of the way through the book Mm because it was like not quite halfway but almost but that was the point that i was like okay this is like worth like there there there's now something underneath the surface here going on this is actually where i got a little frustrated yeah because so what happens when siobhan has her pregnancy scare is that she's at a hotel with joseph Mm -hmm. and they hooked up the night before and she realized they live in different cities yes she lives in dublin and he lives in london or or london adjacent yeah yeah um and so they only they meet up like every few weeks or whatnot and they hook up and she has her pregnancy scare or she realizes she's late when she's in the bathroom and without even leaving the bathroom, she just like kicks him out. Yeah. And you can tell she's going through something traumatic. But this is a thing that frustrates me so much in like books and movies. And maybe it's because I can't handle the thought of being the other person on the other side of it, of somebody just like ghosting me and like never telling me what happened Yeah, for months. And so even though I hated Joseph at this point, I was also upset for him. Right. Because at this point, we're also getting, like, into the book enough where we're getting to know Joseph as a character through the lens of these three different women. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, even though I still think he's a shithead, you're starting to kind of like him a bit. Like, you're, see- you're seeing some of the redeeming parts of his personality of why these women find him so charming. Yeah. Um, like, like, I really liked the scenes from Jane's perspective because they're just friends and she's like falling in love with him but he's like a really lovely friend to her Mm -hmm. most of the time and like I found that relationship really sweet Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so you're kind of getting to know him and you learn that he has like a mom who has like dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that. Although I thought, he, did you think he was lying about that? I did at first. Yeah. I did. And then, but he takes Miranda to meet her. So I was like, okay, he's not lying. Right. But then, but then the woman, the mom calls Miranda Siobhan. Siobhan uh-huh. And I was like, is this dude just lying about his mom having dementia to like explain it away if his mom says something about one of these other women? Oh my God. That is not what I thought. I thought it was. <gasps> I just thought he, I thought she did have dementia and that he was just like bringing all these women to meet her and just was like, I don't care. My mom has dementia. What's she going to know? So <laughs> mine was maybe a little more cruel. Yeah. I don't know which is worse, but the, the real reason is so much sadder. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Jane's perspective, I think, was the only redeeming one for me, mm-hmm. for Joseph for a long time of, I was even at the point, like, 50% into this book where I was like, why do these women want this guy so much? Right. Like, he's just a guy. Right. And, like, Siobhan is, like, he's hot. Yeah. And Miranda is, like, you know, he's, like, a fancy, like, kind of put together grown-up man, and I need that because mm-hmm. I'm with all these, like, dumb bro guys at my tree company. Right. And I live with my dumb little sisters, and this is a grown-up man who has his shit together mm-hmm. to some extent. And she also thinks he's, like, sweet and funny. Right. And, and he is. Hot. He is to her. Yeah. Um, and, but then, yeah, Jane is the, the only one that, that really views him... As, in in a way that I enjoyed. Yes. They have their little weekly book club at the bakery. And he was... That was the only perspective I also felt like I was actually getting to know him as a person. Where I was like, oh, I bet these, he's fronting with these other women or whatever. Because right. he's a hot guy and he can get away with it. But Jane is... Jane gets his real personality because right. she's in the friend zone or whatever. Right. Yeah. So... And Jane's kind of an odd character. So I think for a lot of it I was like... I don't know if he's trying to date her. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out he did love her. Right. So the middle of this book is, you know, kind of the progression of each relationship. Yeah. The women so we has. get, I, I think it's about halfway through, we get like a five or six month time jump mm-hmm. forward. So it starts on Valentine's Day and kind of the, the month or two thereafter. Mm-hmm. And then we get a five or six month time jump like to the, Late summer, early fall-ish time. Yes. Siobhan has her pregnancy scare in April. She's not pregnant. She's not pregnant. Um, And kind of after she ghosts Joseph, who is still, like, trying to text her and everything, she, like, goes off the grid for a little while, too. She kind of has this mental health crisis. About, she takes a hiatus from her job. Yep. She She's just going through it. Yeah. she's She's kind of realizing that she has all this trauma from this past relationship that she hasn't really, like worked through right so she's just kind of like chilling with her friend fiona trying to calm down yeah and then miranda and carter as she calls him are like they're like officially together they are dating and speaking of his name is joseph carter so both of them are his name yeah she calls him carter yeah they're dating they're properly like boyfriend and girlfriend right but he's like bringing her to work stuff introducing mm -hmm. to friends like do Doing all the things. Yes. But it seems like a lot of the time they're just kind of going through the motions. Miranda gets really suspicious at points. Like she finds a receipt in his jacket pocket from a night in April where he said he was at a friend's birthday party, but it was a breakfast receipt for a hotel like in London. So 
some suspicious stuff comes up and we think as the reader it's just he's a two-timer yeah and he still won't tell her what happened on valentine's day right and then jane and joseph are just kind of continuing their book club friendship but they are you know both slowly falling for each other too Mm -hmm. so that's a lot of the middle of the book and that's where i was slogging through it where i was like i'm getting so mad because i don't care about this guy he sucks right right Because I thought he would be out of the picture by now and, like, these three women would be falling in love with, like, different men. Right. Like, I thought he was just a plot device at the beginning. That's what I thought, too, that it was going to be like, oh, they all three got stood up by this one guy who turns out he sucks, but it's going to be the vehicle that they meet the real guy they're going to be with. Right. Like, Miranda with the tree guy. Right. Or Siobhan with somebody else or whatever. Right. That wasn't the case. Right. Yeah, so so yeah, the, the the middle part is like a lot going on but not a lot actually happening. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's just a series of small it's these women like adjusting to their lives with or without Joseph in it. Yeah, this is a very like slice of life book. Yeah, for with sure. Multiple characters and whatever they're doing at the time. I mean, it's a good opportunity for us to learn more about Siobhan, Miranda and Jane. Mm-hmm. Like Siobhan and what she's going through of with her anxiety about yeah. her identity and what she went through. And we get the backstory of what she went through. Right. Like fully at mm-hmm. this point. And then Miranda. Miranda felt like the least developed of all the three women to me, I think. Yeah. In this middle part of the book, what really stood out for me with Miranda was there's this night that she like goes to the bar or, or something with her coworkers mm-hmm. and AJ, the guy that keeps flirting with her is like, he says something to her cause they're all like kind of sniping at each other or whatever. And he says something to her. That's like, he, it's something like, are you like this when you're with him? Mm-hmm. Basically implying that she's like putting on, like she's acting like a different, she's acting like herself around, him and all these guys Mm -hmm. but like she's not acting like herself with her boyfriend right um and that was the moment that i was kind of like oh that is what's happening here and that's what the that's what miranda's story is Mm -hmm. uh and then there's this really adorable cherry picker (laughs) scene in the middle of the night where these guys are like fucking riding around in a cherry picker drinking beer in the middle of the night what not a great decision no but but they pick her up out of her bedroom window like with she like climbs out of her window yes into the cherry picker and they have this like fun little like friend they go climb trees in the middle of the night yeah and it is very cute i thought that was very fun yeah and then jane we learn a lot more about her personal kind of struggle of like she has a very very strict routine like she doesn't let herself read more than one book a week she wears the same thing or she has the same like clothing schedule yeah like this outfit sunday this outfit monday this outfit tuesday etc like it's very regimented and her whole life is like that and she just like truly believes that nobody wants to be her friend nobody cares about her Mm -hmm. and not even like a woe is me sort of thing just like there's nothing interesting about me. Like, why would anyone yeah. want to spend time with me? Why would anyone take interest in my life? Yeah. And she, like, starts to kind of, like, come out of her shell with Joseph, which mm-hmm. makes her start to come out of her shell with 
some of these other people around mm-hmm. her with Mortimer at the char- charity shop and with this woman, this chaotic woman, Aggie, oh, I who befriends her. her um, who shows up at the shop after a couple months and is like, I want to be your friend. Yeah, like what's not clicking for you? I want you to be my friend. Yeah. Come hang out with me. Yeah, and, and then, they do, and yeah. it's cute. It's very cute because Aggie's like 60, I think. I, yeah, that? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. She's just a chaotic woman that's yeah. there, but I know she's older yeah. than Jane. Yeah, I don't so. know how much older. We also are starting to get pieces of Jane's backstory here of why she is how she is, which is that we don't know for sure yet, but it's heavily, heavily implied that she was involved in some kind of like sexual harassment, something at her previous job. Yes. So previously she worked at a law firm. I thought for the longest time she was a lawyer and Mm. like got fired or some kind of like, you know, like white collar scandal happened or something like, I don't know, something more dramatic, but less sad than what actually did happen. Yeah. I don't know what I just assumed from the beginning that it was some kind of sexual harassment. Yeah. That, situation that thought didn't cross my mind for whatever reason i don't know i just i thought that like maybe she had a i don't know some kind of breakdown at work or whatever and like his she we would get little snippets from other characters of like people are talking about what happened and whatnot and like, yeah I, I it was you knew she worked at like a fancy law firm in london and then she just like left. Yeah, and moved to this like small kind of village. Mm-hmm. We also learned that she that Joseph also worked at that law firm, but they didn't know each other. Right. And she remembered who he was, but he didn't remember her. Right. They had only seen each other like once. Yeah. And yeah, she No, she did re- she realized from the beginning who he was. Yeah. But didn't he, bring it up until later. Right, exactly. Yeah. So Yeah, that's kind of this middle section of the book. A lot happens, but not a lot happens at the same time. Yeah. You're just just getting little slices of life of all these characters with or without Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then we get to kind of the final stretch of this book, which is all three of these women are preparing to go, are preparing for New Year's Eve. Yes. Um, And it it becomes clear later on that they're all headed for the same New Year's Eve party. Yes. It's not clear at the beginning, but... That they are all going to the same New Year's Eve party with kind of different goals. Yeah. Siobhan is going to tell Joseph that she loves him. Yeah, and I... So this is when I was kind of out on Siobhan again Mm. because Siobhan knew or, like, assumed that Joseph was, like, had a girlfriend Yes. And was still going to, like, go, like, try to fight for her man or whatever. And I was like, look, I like a grand gesture in a book. And I'm not saying I probably wouldn't do the same thing. But this, like, feels really icky to me. Yes. Because she and Joseph, at this point in the book, had gone on, like, a friend date a yeah. couple weeks before. A very romantically charged friend date. Yeah, they went to a fancy dinner. Yeah. That's not any friend date I've been on. Right. Except, like us yeah that's different (laughs) yeah (laughs) not with like another not with a guy or somebody i was at one point sleeping with right yeah Yeah. i'll go to a fancy dinner with that right exactly no and so yeah i i can see that but i don't know i guess i was on board with it sort of yeah yeah i was like i don't love it but like i get it 
No. You and know then yeah. let me tell you what I wrote down in my notes. Oh, okay. Um, right before that. Um, so, so between the cherry picker scene and the grand gesture, so I don't know exactly how far in the book this was, but I'm going to say somewhere 50 to 60%. Um, so Siobhan has this client named Richard. Yes. Who is this like big shot businessman of some type who is sleeping with his secretary Mm -hmm. and talking to Siobhan about it in a way that is crazy uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. like overstepping all kinds of professional boundaries. You know what I wrote? I wrote, is Richard going to end up being the same guy who fucked over Jane? Stop. I called it, man. (gasps) I did not call it at all. Well, I knew they were – at this point, I was like, all of these women are going to end up being, like, connected in some way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, I don't know this for sure, but, like, my my spidey senses. That is not what I thought was going to happen at all. Also, I realized I was rooting for Jane – or for Siobhan to go to the New Year's party to tell Joseph that she was in love with him so they would all meet. That's why I was rooting for it. Yeah, that That's makes why sense. I didn't think too hard into why she was doing this. Right, right. And yeah, yeah. Like, so so the implication is that they're all gonna... They're all gonna come together. They're all gonna see each other in real life. Yeah, but I was really confused about the timeline at this point because when I wrote down, like, is Richard gonna end up being the guy who fucked over Jane? Obviously, that doesn't make any sense because I was like, didn't that happen years ago? And like, but like, I don't know, maybe. Like, who knows? yes. So we went a little out of order because the first perspective we get for New Year's is Miranda. Right. Where Miranda is attending this party with Carter as her boyfriend. Yes. And Carter's friend says something to her like, oh, are you ready for 2019? And I'm like, when Mm -hmm. was this book released? That's interesting. And then I was like, maybe she like backdated it because of COVID or something like that. Yeah, like maybe we can avoid the pandemic or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, well, that seems weird anyway to like drop a date in a book that is not centered around anything date wise. And then we get to Siobhan's perspective and it's 2016. Yeah. And And that's when you're like, oh, no. (laughs) So I was finishing the book on the car ride home today. And so this is when I flipped around to Katie, who was in the backseat with me and my fiance in the car. (laughs) And I said, I just got to the twist. <laughs> that's when I did, when I figured out it was multiple timelines. Yeah. And that's what I, all I said to you was keep going. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's happening. Is yeah. that they are. Because it's kind of two twists. There's this twist and then there's the sad one. <laughs> yeah. So there's this twist. So we've got Siobhan in 2015, 2016, something yeah. around there. We've got Miranda in 2018 to 2019. And then we've got Jane in in an unknown timeline at, at this at point. this point and jane is also going to new year's with she's not going with the intention of meeting joseph but she ends up at the same party as joseph this is a hard part to explain because it switches between all three of them at this point jane and joseph are not friends right now because they had this conversation where joseph was like right yes right 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 yeah, right, right, right i can't do this and yeah. jane is like heartbroken. And so she leaves Winchester and moves away to Wales, but she returns briefly to go to this party with Aggie. Right. She's like designing it or something. She does something cool in artsy. Yeah. And we don't know yet where Jane is in the timeline in comparison to these other women. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that Siobhan's in 2015, 2016. We know that Miranda's in 2019, 2018 ish. 
And we don't know where Jane is. We don't know if she's in between. We don't know if she's like in the future. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Um, but what we do know is that in Jane's perspective, she has like confessed her love for Joseph. Yes. And it did not go well. Right. And so, and then where one of Jane's New Year's chapters ends is that she runs into a man and you think it's Joseph mm-hmm. because that's where the chapter ends. And then you switch perspectives. No, what does happen, however, and this is where this is where I got really interested in the book of just about this woman without any reference to Joseph, was the man that she runs into at the party is Richard, as Katie said. So it turns out this party is hosted by the law firm she or sponsored by the law firm she wor- used to work for, and that Joseph works for or did work for did work for and that his buddy Scott, his like BFF, still works for. Right. I don't know. All these like lawyers. They're all are. wrapped up in this like, yes. connection to this law firm, some through Joseph and some of their own accord. Right. Jane did work there. She sees that they're sponsoring this party and she's like, I got to go. But as she's trying to leave, she runs into Richard. And this is where we learn why Jane left London. Yeah. So, as Katie said, Jane was the secretary mm-hmm. that. And Richard what, sexually harassed and they had they had a relationship that started horribly. Yeah. I mean, like it never should have happened. She was a consenting partner, but he was controlling and abusive and it's a workplace. I don't it's awful. It's bad. Yeah, it was one of those things that at the time she saw it as consensual and then it's yeah. Then figured out that that was not the case at all and it kind of all he paid her off to not say anything, basically, which yeah. is why she moved away and is volunteering at this charity shop, isn't working because she's mm-hmm. got bukus of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's why she's like living the way she is in yeah. her routine and, and not trusting people and not letting them get close to her, et cetera. Oh, it, this, yeah, this upset me a lot. Yeah. 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 It's really, really awful. Um, so all these women now are at this New Year's party in different timelines. Yeah. Different, different New Year's party. Same New Year's party, different New Year's parties. It's, it's very hard to explain, but while I was reading it, I wasn't getting too confused. So it's written in a, in a way that is very clear once you realize that it's all happening at different times. Yes. Um, also, after Jane runs into Richard, she does run into Joseph. Yes. So all three of these women see Joseph at this New Year's party, and they all have different outcomes. Siobhan tells Joseph she's in love with him. He reciprocates. It's very romantic. It's very sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he tells Siobhan he had broken it off with the woman he had been seeing. Right. Lola, who is somebody we never meet. Right. Was just another girl. And- because Siobhan's first in the timeline. Yes. So we don't know what happened before her. Right. And then Miranda and Carter break up. Yeah. Because Miranda confronts him about all the like shady shit that he is not honest with her about that has to do with Siobhan because she finds a birthday card for Siobhan in his house right before the the New Year's party. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't tell him that she found it. And then it all comes to a head at the party. And he's just like, I don't want to talk about Siobhan. Yeah. And she's like, honestly, kind of trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, too. She's like upset, but she's not like, you're fucking cheating on me. She's like, tell me what's going on. Like, yeah. You have to tell me what's happening. Yeah. And it- he's just like, I can't. I don't want to. So she very understandably bounces. Yeah. So they break up. And then 
Jane and Joseph run into each other. Jane runs into Joseph. That's when she fesses up of like, I used to work at this law firm. I know who you are. I'm that woman. That's right. So it's kind of a cliffhanger on their relationship where Joseph is upset. And we still don't really know where Jane is in the timeline at this point in Mm -hmm. comparison to Siobhan and Miranda. Right. That's like the last reveal. Yes. So then it's like a few chapters or sections of just like Siobhan and Joseph being really happy Mm -hmm. in their relationship. They go glamping. Which is very cute. And I wrote down... um, Okay, so after the grand gesture was mutual, when Siobhan is like, I love you, and Joseph's like, oh my God, me too, because I was expecting it to not go well. Right. And then it goes well, and I wrote, why do I feel like something bad is about to happen to Siobhan? (laughs) Yeah, I immediately knew Siobhan was no longer for this world. Me too, me too. And then when they went glamping, there's like this moment that like Siobhan like promises, she's like, I'll never leave you, da, da, da. And I was like, something very sad is about to happen. Yes. And while Siobhan and uh, Joseph are in this happy like moment in time where they're together and they're committed to each other and they're like, we're going to do this. Like, this is it. Uh, Richard is harassing Siobhan. Yes. Who was her client and is now just... Like, she's told him, I don't want to talk to you. Like, this is inappropriate. Yeah. And he won't leave her alone. So what happens is Joseph and Siobhan make a Valentine's Day date to, like, make up for the year before where he'd stood her up. So they make a breakfast date. It's very cute. Siobhan is on the way there. And Richard has, like, stalked her to... To the subway. To the subway. And is, like, sitting across from her in the train car. And Siobhan is like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, no, we're done. This isn't anything. And he's being very creepy and it's mm-hmm. like can't you t- we had something or whatever he follows her out of the subway she didn't see him follow her and as she's trying to walk across the street to joseph she gets hit by a motorcycle mm-hmm. and hits her head on the pavement and dies yeah in the middle of the street yeah and joseph sees everything yes from the cafe oh my god it's really awful the I mm, the way Beth O'Leary writes Siobhan's death is very upsetting. It's really awful. And then, so you start to, this is when you start to kind of figure out, like, okay, Siobhan died on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. which means that we know that Miranda came after, is in the timeline after Siobhan, mm-hmm. and you can assume that Jane is in a timeline after Siobhan at some point, too, because that's the reason that he yeah this is where we started them up yeah this is where we start untangling where he was on valentine's day for each of these women where Mm -hmm. miranda and carter have broken miranda and carter slash joseph have broken up but miranda kind of realizes there's something going on and is like he needs a friend and also she's like i still want to know what the fuck happened right because like i need closure for this like relationship i just spent the last year in right and so she goes to his house on Valentine's Day. I feel like I should have made a chart. Yeah. And he's like blackout drunk. <laughs> yes. And so she finally gets answers mm-hmm. on the whole backstory about Siobhan. She finds out that Siobhan died in front of him on Valentine's Day. He, The Valentine's Day he stood her up, he got blackout drunk to cope. And that's why he missed their lunch date. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like gets the whole sad backstory and is... A very good person in this moment and is like taking care of him and just yeah. like realizing 
this guy needs a friend. Like, he needs help. Yeah. And then, worst timing ever, AJ the Hot Tree Man has showed up at Miranda's house to, like, confess his love. I was so scared that she he was going to be like, you're at Carter's house? Yeah, me God. too. Her, her, her little sisters call her mm-hmm. and are like, hey, this hot guy is here. <laughs> that hot tree man from your birthday party is here. Yeah. And she gets on the phone with him and explains what's happening. Thankfully. And he's like, oh, fine, I'll come over yeah. there. <laughs> he's like, I thought I might be a dick enough to like ask you to leave your brokenhearted ex-boyfriend, but I'm not. So yeah. I'll come to you. Right. And so this is very sweet. They're both just like taking care of him. Uh-huh. But then they get like some private time to be like, we like like each other, right? And they make out a little bit. Oh, it's very cute. Yeah. It's 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 great. And then we find out this is where Joseph was when he was supposed to be with Jane. Mm-hmm. Is he was with Miranda and AJ blackout drunk. Yeah. And when he's supposed to be Jane's fake date to this engagement party. So we learn that Jane is like a year ahead yes of miranda yes so and this is also where miranda is like hey buddy you're not in a good place to be dating at all Mm -hmm. like you aren't ready to date me you're not ready to date jane even though she asked him like do you do you like jane like what what do you think and he's like i do really like her like she's beautiful and like she's strange but i she's great like i want to date her and miranda's like buddy maybe not maybe you give it a year and that's why he and Jane never actually date in the mm-hmm. timeline that we live in the book with her. So, but now a year later on Valentine's Day, he's like, "My time's up. Here I'm I ready. Am. <laughs> Here I go." So he goes to find Jane and confesses his love to her, and it's very sweet. Yep, it's very very nice. I feel like I didn't do this twist slash resolution justice, but it's very satisfying. It is. Uh, it's a hard thing to describe, but hopefully if you've listened this far, you've read the book. And understand what we're talking yeah, about. Or if you haven't read the book, you understand. Um, but I regret that I didn't like this book at the beginning. I really want to reread it now. Yeah, Knowing what I know now. Because like I said, I didn't like any characters for a long time. Like mm-hmm. I said, like 60% of this book, I was just like, I what have I done? Yeah, and I wonder if I would still feel that way or if I would like them all now. Yeah. We were all I have see your note here. We were all wrong about Joseph. Yeah. This dude was just grieving. I know. He like yeah, he wasn't behaving the best, but like he was doing the best he could. <laughs> yeah, and then once you realize he wasn't cheating on anybody. Right. He was just well, one, we got bamboozled by Beth O'Leary. Right. Putting us he in three different timelines. Trying to keep his shit together. And not doing a great job. Right. Um, and this poor guy, like, saw what he thought was going to be his future wife, like, literally get run over. Yeah. And die on Valentine's Day. But then I think, like, I think the 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 takeaway for me from this book was, like, as much as I hate to be very, like, everything happens for a reason, but, like, Jane and Joseph seem way better together than Siobhan and Joseph did, really? I feel like, to me. Yeah. Maybe it was because we saw more of their, like, actual friendship and, like, mm. seemed like they had more in common to me. 
I was rooting for Jane from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. me too. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask if you had a woman that you wanted him to end up with. Well, I mean, frankly, in the beginning, I didn't want him to end up with any of them. Right. But if he was going to end up with any of them, I was rooting for Jane. It seemed like they had the most like, um, like the deepest relationship to me. Yes. I think what we're supposed to kind of take away from all three of their relationships is like they were best for Carter slash Joseph where at the he time. Was at, mm-hmm. his, at the time. Like Siobhan and Carter made sense where they were in 2015 and 2016. And like, I do believe they would have made it. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe they would have gotten married and like, it would have been great. Um, But they were like younger than they were not like, you know, like even at some point, Carter's friend, Scott or Joseph's friend, Scott tells Siobhan, like, you know, he like dates around and whatnot. Like they're at the point of their life where they, they're both dating around like they're yeah not- they're like maybe in their like mid 20s at this point right. or like early mid 20s i feel like we don't really get a clear how old anybody is yeah yeah but but i'm picturing it being like you know mid 20s mm-hmm. and then like they're like 27 28 and then it ends when they're like in their 30s it's kind of it's kind of early 30s yeah. is kind of how yeah generally i was picturing or like mid 20s to late 20s right years was kind of how I was picturing the the timeline I of think this book. That's about where I was too. Where it was, I think I pictured Siobhan and Joseph once I realized what was going on as being like twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. And then when he was with Miranda, he's just this guy who's like trying to keep his shit together and doing mm-hmm. a very bad job of it. And Miranda is at least like kind enough at the end to be like, "It's okay, but mm-hmm. buddy, you should not date. Like mm-hmm. you're not ready." Mm-hmm. And then Jane. And Joseph have this friendship that helps them heal. Yeah. And then it becomes they're, they're together. Yeah. And so we get this really nice epilogue. that mm-hmm. was, From his perspective. From his perspective of every Valentine's Day, or not every Valentine's Day, this Valentine's Day of 2021, they it's a year after he confesses his love to Jane. Mm-hmm. And they're all on a video call with Siobhan's friends. And sharing happy memories. Yeah. And Miranda and AJ. Yeah. Which is very sweet. Yeah. So it is when all the women like come together, but not at all in a way that I expected. Yeah. it's And it's also one of my favorite ways that any of the romance novels we've read have handled the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's like kind of this reflective moment of like, you know, we've had this like past year. I thought of you a lot at the end here because it's so much how your relationship was. I am not, I didn't think of that until literally just this moment as you were saying it. Yeah, like, because so much of your relationship with Austin was like in the pandemic years, like just the two of you together all the time. Yeah, yeah. And he talks about it in this epilogue. He's like, you know, it was like nice because we got all this time together, more or less, is kind of what he implies. Yeah, because when he and Jane, it is very similar, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like, for the listener's benefit, like Austin and I, my fiance got together like January 2020. Mm-hmm. And then we got to have a little bit of like a, you know, a regular dating relationship. And then three, for like two months. <laughs> yeah, for like two months. And then the pandemic happened and we moved together. Yeah. It's, it's a long story, but we moved together to Houston. And yeah, we just had months where it was like, just us yeah because of the pandemic and also you were in a new city yeah yeah and it is such a nice moment in the epilogue where joseph is like instead of thinking of like isolation and panic and whatnot i'm instead thinking of 
nights spent with Jane where we're reading books together Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're together and it's scary, but we have each other. Yeah. And it's really nice. And so then there's this like kind of Zoom call, like reunion with all of Siobhan's friends. And I don't know, it was just a really nice, normally, like, I'm still like triggered by pandemic mentions. I know. In like fictional novels, which I think I will be for a while, but this was the first time that I was like, "Mm, this is nice. This, it was very, it was very lovely. And yeah, I agree with you that it was the first time a pandemic mention has made sense, Mm -hmm. especially thinking about like, oh, we just like went through all these different timelines and now we're in kind of present day. Right. Like this thing did exist, but we're not going to, we don't have to talk about it right now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm assuming uh, you came around on this book. I did. Yeah. And me I too. am this is one of those ones that I gosh, it was like a roller coaster. I was so mad mm-hmm. reading some of it. And then as soon as I realized we were in different timelines, I was like it just like flipped. Yeah, same. I was like desperate to finish it once right. I realized what was I going on. Sped through it to the I know. Point- you read so much of it in the car. I did. I I did read a lot of it in the car. I had a really crazy week and so I didn't get to finish as much of it before like this weekend as I had wanted to. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to finish in the car. And then once I got to it, I was like, holy shit, what's yeah. going on? To the point where I was like missing little details here and there. Uh, like Scott and Fiona. like Oh yeah, Scott and Fiona get together. Yeah, Joseph's really, friend and yeah. Siobhan's friend. Which is very cute. Yeah. But it like was something I did not really clock at the beginning. Their horseback ride at the New Year's party. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, oh sure. Yeah, whatever. That's going on. What's going on with Siobhan right. and Joseph right now? And but I was speed reading so much that I was like, "What is going on? Like, what's mm-hmm. happening?" So it really was like a switch flipped where I realized, "Oh, Joseph's not the shittiest man in the world. We're in different timelines." Yeah. And then as soon as like Miranda came back, I was like, "Siobhan and Siobhan's not here." Yeah. Siobhan's gone. Yeah. And I got really upset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good book. I'm I'm very glad we read it for this podcast because I would have put it down. Yes. I think like I don't I don't know how I would improve it other than like maybe knowing what's going on earlier. But like I the payoff from figuring it out I think was very worth it. Yeah. And I think too like I I would say, like, maybe if the characters had been written a little better at the beginning, but it's not like they were... I wrote in my notes at one point, like, these three women are are the three different... My three different personalities. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, who did you connect with the most of the three women? I don't know. I was thinking a lot about that, and that's why I wrote that note, Mm -hmm. was because I was like, they're, like, little pieces of of Mm -hmm. each of them. Like, I probably identify the most with Siobhan but and maybe the least with Jane Mm -hmm. but I see a lot of myself in Miranda too Mm. it almost makes me wonder if that was like deliberate on Beth O'Leary's part to be like I'm gonna write these three very different women that like every woman is gonna like see a bit of themselves in Mm, maybe so I related the least to Miranda Mm. and then I think I related I, the worst parts of myself I related the most with Jane of mm-hmm. I am somebody who can be very regimented and if I get out of that it like sends me into a spiral and also like the worst of my insecurities is always why would anyone want to hang out with me I'm right. not that interesting I identified with Jane because I really like to leave the city when something goes wrong <laughs> 
I like I'm to not even kidding. I just fucking bail. Just upend your <laughs> yeah. whole life mm-hmm. when something happens. Yeah. Yeah. I. You're probably right. It was. They were three very different women. Mm-hmm. Of Siobhan being very outgoing, Miranda being like this tomboy, and I don't like that phrase, but yeah, you know, kind of just like a pretty. Yeah, the social anxiety pieces of Jane I r- rang really true for me for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to be more like Siobhan, perhaps. I think I'm too much like Siobhan. Being very high strung. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was very high strung, which I also related with at times. Yeah. Of, you know, the other piece of it is nothing bothers me. Right. I'm not, leave me, I don't care, but actually I really do care. Right, right. And my, I think my, I think the reason I identified with Siobhan the most too is she's like very high strung, but also very high performing. And Mm. there's like a, like a, like a far way to fall when you're like that. Yeah. And so that was like that rang true for me because i was like girl i feel you yeah <laughs> i'm gonna think about this book for a while I think. yeah for sure um well what are you reading now i'm taking a turn and i'm reading world war z by max brooks nice of just like a palate cleanser where i was reading a different book and i just needed a palate cleanser while i was finishing it oh i was reading love in other words by christina lauren oh right which i just finished and I loved that book. I know. What a great book. Oh, it was so good. Um, But while I was doing that, I just needed like a non-romance palate cleanser. And so yeah. I started World War Z. I'm not far at all, but yeah. um, it's kind of one you can like pick up and put back down. Yeah. I made it my birthday month add-on for book of the month. So I'm ready- waiting for my physical copy to get here. Nice. So oh, um, I'm reading the new Tessa Bailey, um, which I'm kind of ambivalent, ambivalent on. Um secretly yours yeah yeah it's it's i like the male lead i'm not feeling the female lead that much Mm. um but even the worst tessa bailey book is still a tessa bailey book so you know it's just a nice piece of candy exactly it doesn't take too much out of you i read the first sexy scene in the backseat of the car when you and austin were driving yesterday and i was like i feel uncomfortable Spicy scene. Yeah, spicy scene while sitting in the back seat with Abigail's two dogs and her fiance's driving. <laughs> hmm, what a way to read a book. What a way to read a book. Yeah. Uh, but it was the first time in recent memory I've been able to read a book in the car without getting sick. So that's a win. It's a win. It's because the whole way to Houston is just straight, straight, straight. Yep. So, yeah. Well, would you like to tell people what our next book is, Ooh. which is quite a left turn for us. We're both getting a little out of our comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, when we were planning season two yeah. of 50%, we were, you know, we didn't want to just repeat a bunch of the authors that we had done last season. And so we're going to take a left turn and we're going to delve into some hockey romance. Yeah. Yeah. I kept see- I keep seeing all the TikTok girlies are talking about hockey romances. We don't like hockey. Nope. Never watched it. Actually, I went to one Texas – is it Texas Stars? Is there Dallas the ones in Stars. Round Rock? No, Texas Stars, the ones in Round Rock. Oh. Yeah. I See, that shows how much I know about hockey. I didn't know the like, minor league. I've been to a Dallas Stars game once. Yeah, I think the Texas Stars are the minor anyway, – it's in Round Rock. It's, like, just north of Austin. Didn't they have a team called the Ice Bats here at one point? They did when I was a kid. My dad and I used to go to Ice Bats games all the time. All right. So you're the more experienced of hockey goers. I mean, when did the Ice Bats leave 
Austin. Um, 1996 to 2008. So look at how cute their logo is, though. I used to have a hockey puck with the Ice Bats logo on it. Look at that. This little bat. I love him. I know. But I'm a sucker for anything with a bat in it. Yeah. Anyway, um, RIP to the Austin Ice Bats. The the real ones know. The real Austin 90s kids know. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> anyway, that's the extent of my hockey knowledge is that my dad and I went to a handful of Ice Bats games as a kid. And one time I went to this Texas Stars game and I drank a lot of beer. So Great. Don't know anything. I know they fight a lot. Yeah, and it's soccer adjacent. I don't know. Anyway. In terms of, like, scoring and shit. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Anyway. Doesn't matter. We are going to read Icebreaker by Hannah Grace, which is, as Amazon is telling me right now, as I look up the blurb, a TikTok sensation. That is how I found out about it. So, shall I read the blurb? Please do. I have to include the tagline. Yes. A TikTok sensation. Sparks fly when a competitive figure skater and hockey team captain are forced to share a rink. This is also my first time reading this blurb, too, so... I haven't read it yet, either. I'm excited to see what we get. Um, So here we go. Anastasia Allen has worked her entire life for a shot at Team USA. It looks like everything is going according to plan when she gets a full scholarship to the University of California, Maple Hills, and lands a place on their competitive figure skating team. Nothing will stand in her way. Not even the captain of the hockey team, Nate Hawkins. Nate's focus as team captain is on keeping his team on the ice, which is tricky when a facility's mishap means they are forced to share a rink with the figure skating team, including Anastasia, who clearly can't stand him. But when Anastasia's skating partner faces an uncertain future, she may have to look to Nate to take her shot. Sparks fly, but Anastasia isn't worried. Because she could never like a hockey player, right? (laughs) i love it it's got everything it's enemies to lovers it's based in college which is probably one of very few we did honey and spice which was college based right and i think that might be our only one yeah and i haven't read that many i haven't either so this will be fun some of al kennedy's books are are based around college-aged people but um yeah i have nothing to say about this other than God, it's 448 pages. What? I just saw that on... I have the story graph page open. Holy shit. It's got an average 4.07 rating on story graph. It's got a 4.1 on Goodreads. All right. The people have spoken. Yeah. um, No, sorry. 4.13 Incredible. I'm... Unprecedented. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to expect from this at all. This is brand new territory. Yeah. I, me and this podcast. Shout out to all the fucking puck bunnies on TikTok who are <laughs> what they're called. Yeah, who puck are bunnies. who are into hockey books because y'all did this. It also says on Storygraph that this is the first in a series. There are um, two bonus chapters that we could and should probably obtain, um, and then there's the sequel, which appears to be called Wildfire. It has no cover on this. Oh, um, but it's. It's about two summer camp counselors who have a one-night stand. This is right up your alley. I'm in. (laughs) Katie worked a summer camp. I worked. It was a church camp, though. But it was still summer camp. It was still summer camp. 
Okay. And I was also like 16, so I definitely had a crush on like every single boy. This is just um, your fantasy, your yeah. teenage fantasy come to life. Fantasy come true at my church camp. <laughs> church camp. It comes out in October. Anyway, um, but it's like in the – it's UCMH, so it's like presumably all based around people who go to the same fictional University of California, Maple Hills. Anyway, so that's what's coming um, in – what month is it? That's what's coming in March. Yes. Next time we'll talk about all the books we read over break. Um, just do a general life catch up. But Katie's new development as a reader as well. So oh, that's yes. exciting. My new developments. Enjoy this uh, apparently very good hockey book in the meantime. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as we're kind of planning ahead, if there's any other TikTok sensations you want us to read, let us know. Not Colleen Hoover. No. This, Sorry. Yeah. We're I'm not. Just gonna, this, we're going to say it now. This is a Colleen Hoover free podcast. Yeah. Officially, <laughs> we've, we, we're we saying the quiet part. Yeah. Out loud yeah. I, w- I will not. That's all I'll say. But I but I, I won't. Nope. That's fine. And we'll leave you with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> happy belated Valentine's Day. Yes. Enjoy um, Anastasia Allen and the captain of the hockey team. Well, I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys.